I'm a divorced single dad, father of five kids. It can be tough raising kids today. Believe me, there are high times and low times. It comes with the territory, but in all my years of parenting, I try to give some good advice. Advice for those parents who are out there willing to listen. My name is Price Van Ray, and welcome to my show. Today, we're going to be talking about 10 common problems and issues teenagers face today. But first, I want to congratulate all the new parents out there. Boy, are you in for the time of your life. This is an exciting time and a great adventure, so cherish every moment. Now, on with the show. So today, we're going to be talking about 10 common problems and issues teenagers face today. So, you know, today we have kids and of of course they're going to have problems. Of course they're going to have issues and they may not want to talk to us. They may want to talk to somebody else. But in any case, we need to tell our kids that we know what you're going through. We have been there and we have high expectations and know you can make the right choices and you will pull through it. Now, one thing is issues with body image. That's right. Today, kids do have issues and they are very concerned about their body. I mean, during the transition from childhood to adulthood, while their bodies are morphing into new shapes and sizes, teens are struggling to come to terms with their bodies and get comfortable inside their own skin. The child is gone and they are left looking at a stranger in the mirror. I mean, what do they actually see? Something gawky, something gangly, hairy, zitty, and unfamiliar. They aren't used to this. They don't understand. This is part of life and you will grow. Like a flower, once you are a seed. But you're growing into a flower, a beautiful flower. And these changes you may not like. But believe me, it's only for a small while. And your body is going to change. And you should talk to somebody about it. For example... You may have an eating disorder. Includes anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, and etc. Typically, that starts before and during adolescence. Did you know 95% of people with eating disorders are between 12 and 25 years old? That's right. Eating disorders can affect teens' health, mood, relationships, and day-to-day functions. Eating disorders affects women more than men. But more young men are more prone to something called muscle dysmorphia, where they become unhealthily obsessed with being bigger and more muscular. Even if the discontentment with their body doesn't cause them to excessively exercise or make themselves sick, the ongoing persuasive feeling that their bodies are not right can have many lasting negative effects on their lives. That's right, it can, because teens feel pressure to conform to many unhealthy expectations regarding their bodies, behavior, and appearance. That's something we should do when we have kids. Listen to them. Recognize that they do have issues. Recognize that they are going to have questions, and they may be unhappy with their body. Now's not the time to tell your child, I think you're fat. I think you're gaining weight. I think you're too, too skinny. There are ways to say stuff like that. Because... Even though we are saying it as parents, we're trying to say it in a nice way, trying to help them. Hopefully, we're not trying to make fun of them. But kids can definitely take it the wrong way. And if they take it the wrong way, that can build a wall between you and your child. Believe me, that is something you do not want. 
You want to make sure your child comes to you, that your child listens. And if they ever have a problem, they feel comfortable talking to you about anything, anything at all. You know they long to supportive and accepting communities beyond their families. That's right. An unmet need for community identity is something kids deal with. I see many teenagers struggling to find a place in society, wanting to be recognized by their peers and accepted for what they are. This is one of the most important tasks of their lives. At this juncture, and they are faced with a lot of anxiety and insecurities as they work around this. When teens get the message that they don't fit in and don't belong here, it can lead to feelings of isolation, disconnect, and depression. The television shows marketed to this age group normalize bullying, premarital sex, aggressive and violent behavior, and rule breaking. That's right, it does. You are cool only if you own all the brands. What is a teen to do? Is it their fault if they are confused, defiant, or out of control? No, it's not. Someone told me about their son. He was brought up to be respectful, helpful, kind, gentle, tolerant, following moral and biblical principles, and honesty, integrity, and I mean the list goes on. But in the world, he gets the message that these values are passé. Even if his friends don't accept him, though they know that when they are in trouble, they can turn to him for help. He's like most teenagers who haven't yet found a group of friends that accept and love them the way they are. This feeling of not belonging is prevalent and affects all aspects of teens' life. Teenagers want to feel like they belong in a community, but many teens have trouble finding acceptance. If we all remember when we were teens, I'm sure we had problems planning acceptance. I mean, there probably was the hair stage, there was the clothes stage, and there was just the acting out stage. But in all those stages, we wanted to belong and we wanted to be accepted because that's what teens want. There are social and parental pressures, and this is something we should be very concerned about, really. The next thing is time management stress. Stress increases at school, and the older they get, the number of projects to be done, tests to cope with, and social drama increases, not to mention sports and other extracurricular activities. On the social front, a new tantalizing horizon opens up. I mean, you have dating, you have partying, and hanging out with friends. Meanwhile, they are constantly distracted by electronic media. A teenager learning to juggle all of these expectations are under a lot of stress. The teen is suddenly expected to act like an adult. They are expected to manage their work independently, make and follow through on the right decisions, and manage their finances, though most parents complain about their filthy bedrooms, <laughs> untidy shelves and cabinets, smelly socks, missing stuff. I wonder... Where is the time? They simply can't do it all. And the pressure makes them more prone to anxiety and depression. So we have to be careful. We have to understand that kids do stress out over time management. And a lot of times what 
may not seem big to us is big to them. They don't really know how to manage time, but believe me, they are doing their best. They're doing the best that they can, and they're learning. And we as parents should sit there and support them through this learning process. In fact, I would say you should sit down with them. Maybe you want to get a piece of paper and write everything down. This is what you should do first. This is what you should do second and third. But above all, when it comes to time management stress, we have to understand kids do go through stuff like this. The next thing is social and parental pressure. A lot of people think kids don't have social pressure or anything like that, but they do. Oftentimes, parents live through their children's and expect their kids to achieve everything they wanted but didn't have. Expecting the teenager to get good grades, have great friends, excel in extracurricular activities, and be well-behaved, responsible for themselves and sometimes for their younger siblings is a lot of pressure, especially when it's all on one child. Added to this is peer pressure. To be accepted among peers and become popular, teens feel pressured to conform in their tastes, behavior, and appearance. When all people surrounding the teenager are attempting to mold him or her into a different shape, the pressure builds. I mean, you have parents, teachers, family, elders, siblings, friends, schoolmates, and social groups all play a part and pull the teenager in different directions. Trying to conform to academic and social expectations takes a toll on teenagers' physical and mental health. So we definitely have to be careful when this happens. Mental and physical health issues is another big thing. All of these affect a teenager's health. Poor nutrition. I mean, that's pretty obvious. The eating habits of teens are poor and unmonitored. They are urged towards eating disorders, either starving themselves or binging on unhealthy, fatty, high-calorie junk foods. I mean, let's face it. Do you want your child to eat fast foods every day? We all know fast foods isn't healthy. It contains a lot of calories, but it is something quick and on the go, and it's cheap. You don't have to really make it, but the bottom line is it's not healthy. I remember when I was a child, me and my parents would sit down at dinner every night, six o'clock, and we'd have dinner together. We'd talk. My mom would always say, you need meats, starches, and vegetables, and we'd have something to drink like water. Our nutrition was pretty good during my generation, but I do notice, like many other parents, that the kids today, their nutrition is failing. Now, I'm not saying this just goes to kids. This goes to adults as well, because we fall into the same trap. But let's face it, right now we're trying to talk about our kids, their mental and physical health issues, and we need to correct any kind of eating disorders that we may see in our children right now while they're young because when they get older, it can definitely get out of control, out of hand, and lead to health issues. We want the best for our child. We want the best for our kids. We want them to be healthy in all ways and aspects of life. We want them to live very long and live a fruitful life. Another thing is lack of sleep. In an effort to do and be it all, the teen sacrifices sleep. They require about nine hours of sleep, but on average, teens get roughly seven. This means that every day, they are running a deficit. 
When I was growing up, they used to say you need eight hours sleep. But the bottom line is sleep is very essential. As much as you are awake, being active, doing stuff through the day, a child needs that sleep to recover. We all drive cars. Can you imagine if we drove our car 24 hours a day and we only turned it off for five minutes? That would definitely wear and tear the car down. But we want to take care of our cars. We want to make sure our cars last a long time. Why would we not want the same for our child? The children of the world are our future. They need to know that we are there for them. They do need sleep. And kids suffer from depression and anxiety. You see, hormonal changes added to the chaos and strains of scheduling, prioritizing, achieving, and fulfilling expectations put a teen under considerable emotional pressure. This is reflected in mood swings, aggression, depression, anxiety, and sometimes even a complete breakdown. Mental and physical health are connected. I mean, if your teen is healthy physically, it will have an effect on his or her psychology, and vice versa. Depression is a very big thing, especially nowadays, since we are going through COVID. They say a lot of kids today are very depressed and emotionally distressed, and some have even tried suicide. We need to make sure our kids are looked after. We need to make sure if they are depressed or feeling anxiety, we recognize it. We recognize everything they're going through. We have to be the eyes and ears of our children and our teenagers because we have them. They they are our child. We love them. We want the best for them. Isn't that what every parent wants? Do you know there's a lack of positive role models and heroes when it comes to our children? That's right, often the biggest bullies, richest, spoiled brats, and the most self-destructive kids are held up as the most enviable and popular. The media glorifies these people, and bad behavior is applauded in movies, sports, and music. Wherever they go, our children are fed on a diet of lousy role models and and binging and depraved values of those heroes portrayed in the media. We need to make sure our children have good role models. And if they don't, you, that's right, you as a parent must be that role model. Bottom line is, you can say, I don't want you to smoke. But if you smoke, that defeats the purpose. You're throwing the wrong message. You can say, don't drink. But if you drink, that's sending the wrong message. But these are just basic things. I'm sure the other thing is when it comes to bullying, like I said, you teach your child not to bully, not to put other people down, not to make them feel small, not to belittle them. You teach your kid not to be a spoiled brat, to appreciate the little things they have and know the little things may be the most important things and you can learn the greatest lessons. The bottom line is being popular isn't always the best thing in life. You have to teach your kid that they can stand on their own. Do you know once I broke my ankle, I had to wear crutches. I couldn't stand on my own. I needed some help. The crutches were my extra support system. We are our child's support system. And one day they're not going to be able to have those crutches. You got to make sure we teach them right. And we are good role models. Because one day 
they're going to have to stand on their own. And they're going to have to stand on their own when it comes to drugs and alcohol. Do you know 33.2% of high school seniors in the United States reported drinking alcohol within the past month? That's right. Drinking is a big problem. And drugs. Both alcohol and marijuana can damage a teenager's developmenting brain. It is important to talk to them to find out what is happening in their school and peer groups. Discover what they're exposed to and educate your child about the dangers. The dangers of everything, drugs and alcohol. Those can destroy a child. You want to make sure you hop on this at an early age. The bottom line is, If you strike a match, it burns on the end. And if you hold it, it can burn you. Make sure drugs and alcohol don't burn your child. You have to make sure your child knows the dangers. Because a burn can leave scars, as we know. On-screen violence and unhealthy social medias. That's another thing. When used responsibly, social media and other social platforms can be a great way for teens to connect with the world. But when used irresponsibly, it's problematic. Violent videos, games promote aggression and violence. Going online exposes teens to bad characters, mean people, unhealthy images, porn, violence, and other content. No matter what you do, there's no way to protect your child entirely. It's impossible. You have to understand this and you must not feel guilty. You are doing your best. But it's up to parents to know what kids are doing online and teach them how to interact with the internet safely. We can't watch them all the time. It's impossible. But you have to start trusting your child and you have to teach them right. Teach them what they can and cannot do. Bullying is another big thing. Do you know approximately 30% of teens in the United States have been affected by bullying, either as a victim or as a perpetrator? One in three students in the United States say that they have been bullied at school, but now bullying happens online too. Many don't know that bullying can be direct or indirect, which includes gossip and rumor spreading. Many kids don't even know what cyberbullying is or fully understand the potentially damaging effects of their online behavior. But it can be very damaging, and it's very hurtful. When I was growing up, they didn't have the internet, but now they do. It is out of control. I can definitely say something like that when it comes to bullying, cyberbullying. And I have known a few children who have ended their life because of it. And it's very unfortunate. It's not nice to be mean to other people. And you have to teach your child that. And you can't be mean to your child. Teach your child empathy. Teach your child love. Teach them that bullying is not a good thing. It's a bad thing. Because they're looking to you. That's right. As a role model. Because you have to be their role model. What can parents do to help their teenagers? What we need is a paradigm shift of who our teens are and our clearly view of a role model as a parent. That's right. We need to understand our role. We need to look at ways to help teens amp up our parenting skills, stop complaining, and take responsibility for our teens right now. We cannot ignore our parental duties. Even though they're in their teens, they still need us. 
just as they did when they were little. Cell phones, computers, and other gadgets that they spend time with cannot give them the nurturing they need. Provide a healthy and complete meal whenever you pack it or put it on the table. Make vegetables and fruits interesting. Build lines of communications that are so strong that your children always look to you as allies instead of enemies. Communicate positively and avoid commands. And I told you so. Nobody wants to hear something like that. I told you though. That's so demeaning. That's looking down on your child. But as a parent, we can discuss and establish rules for chores, homework, driving, dating. Keep talking about these issues and others. Let them know that you don't always have all the answers and you are not always right. Because we're not. We do make mistakes too. That's what life is. We learn, we make mistakes, but we learn from our mistakes. Listen to their opinions and offer help whenever they're needed. And be graceful enough to thank, appreciate, and love them in every possible occasion. I mean, punishing teens does not really work, but disciplining teenagers does. But I don't believe in hitting. I believe in talking to them. You have to talk to your teens. Make sure your policies are helping instead of hurting. Be willing to listen to their point of view. Give it a good thought before you trash it. And encourage them for supporting attitudes. I mean, that can go a long ways. Fear and failure is one of the greatest reasons for stress. So help them manage their anxieties and build self-esteem. And you can look out for signs of stress, anxieties, lack of concentration, poor eating habits, poor oral and personal hygiene, disturbances in sleeps, and plummeting of interest in social activities. And address them immediately. I mean, if your teens show any signs of anxiety or depression, get them help immediately. It could really save their lives. But most importantly, let them know that you care. And every night, every day, you need to tell your child, I love you. And you mean the world to me. Because we do. And kids may need to hear it more than once. Just have to keep saying it. They'll believe it. And if they don't, they'll remember it. But you know, I'm sure you're going to raise some great kids. And I'm sure you have great kids. And I'm sure they know you love them. And I'm sure they love you just as much. Well, that brings us to the end. And I want to thank you for listening today. I hope that you leave with something that helps you as you're being a parent. I will see you next time. And remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow is never promised, so don't go to bed angry at your child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, Dad. See you next time here on Forever Dad. Have a good one. Bye.